Hi, this is Robert Schuler with Melissa's Produce, and you're listening in on Cords, Vines, and Dines. Hi, this is Billy David, and you're listening to Cords, Vines, and Dines. To celebrate with you Life's on when I am gone Life's on when I'm alone And I just want to celebrate with you Listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines. I'm Tom Plant, and she is. I am the one and only Sassy Cat Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> they did break the mold when they made you, kiddo. Well, I'm just feeling a little of the of the new year. This is our very first show of 2024. Aren't you excited? I'm very excited, and, and we've we, got a wonderful guest. Yeah, we do. We've got Mr. Billy David, my old friend. Yeah, and you'll. I wasn't familiar with Billy until uh, we spoke with him. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you met, what his background is. You know, I couldn't even really tell you his background. <laughs> I met him through uh, our good friend Jackie Bertoni. Mm. And we did a early Chords and Vine show with him up in Beverly Hills. With, that's how I got to meet a lot of nice people. But he's got a wonderful new album. It's called Turning the Corner, isn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, oh, so I've, good. I've been listening to his music, and I love it. And we were talking about the show, and we said, well, we had Georgette Jones on the show, and he said, well, yeah, she's on my new album. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's on um, oh, Leaving, Leaving Out. Leaving Out. And uh, her mom, Tammy Wynette, is going to be honored at the Grammys this year. And we can't go. I know. We're going to be up in Lodi. Yes, we are. But Billy's going to be there. Uh, yes, he will. And Georgette and several of our friends are yeah. going to be out there. But the following weekend, we are going to be at the NAM show. You, I can't wait. And also my another good friend of mine, Marky Lennon, with the band Venice. They will be performing, I heard, twice out there. I'm sure one will be at the Marriott. I'm not sure where the other one will be. Maybe you know again. I still have not ever seen them. Oh, well, you are this year. <laughs> yes, You've I am. You've got to see them. And Marky is such a sweetheart. I love him to pieces. So, yeah, we're going to definitely see them. And uh, got a lot of people we've got lined up and maybe we'll do some interviews while we're out there. We should. We have Paul Preston not once but twice this week, the movie guy. Yeah, we got a little bit behind in December. Um, well, actually, we, we didn't do a show, but we both got sick. We did, yeah. I missed Christmas Eve and Christmas. I mean, the... Whole holidays, we were both kind of yeah, under was, the weather. It was not fun, but so we're getting a little bit, a little caught up here. We are. All right. And uh, Cords, Vines, and Dines, uh, Melissa's Produce is our official produce sponsor. Oh. Speaking of that, we need to get Robert Schuler back on the show to talk about winter. I think last time he was, we talked about fall fruits and veggies so oh. it's winter time and i absolutely love all of their fruits and veggies oh. and and their clean snacks and, and i mean oh their spices you know i love that the spice Spices, grinders the spice spicy sesame seed grinder that's yes. got hot peppers and fabulous that's, and the, what, that's a staple for me and i love the tuscan one 
Mm-hmm. And I use that one, too. Everything about Melissa's is fantastic. Yeah. And we love Robert. We love Robert. So I'll have to put an order into him. i got to do some sassy mama stuff here pretty soon. Okie dokie. Well, shall we check in with the movie guy, Paul Preston? Yes. Hello, Chords, Vines, and Dines. Paul Preston checking in with you again for some movie reviews. And we're going to move beyond the documentaries I've talked about in the last couple of appearances on the show because we're getting into award season, and so every good thing is coming out of the gate and coming at you fast. They have something called backloading in Hollywood, which is a term I, I've made up because it feels like, you know, you've heard of frontloading. Movie studios tend to backload the year with perhaps too many movies because they count on the short attention span of award season voters. And if the movie came out in February, well, who could remember a movie that came out in February or May? Well, Silence of the Lambs did, and The Gladiator did, and they both won Best Picture. So if your movie's good, I think it's going to be there by the end of the year. But nevertheless, they still get a little short-sighted, these studios, and they dump a whole bunch of movies on us at the last month of the year, just before the 31st of December gets here. Now... This doesn't bode well for your average Joe moviegoer because a guy like me in Los Angeles, yeah, I'm going to see everything, so I'm going to get out there and check it out. But a lot of times when movies get nominated and the Oscar nominations come out, most people are going, what are these movies? Because they just came out in limited release, haven't gone wide yet, and you got to seek them out or you'll miss them. So here are a couple of films you should be out there looking at right now. One of them is Priscilla. Sofia Coppola, who uh, is, of course, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter and had a notorious turn as an actress in The Godfather Part Three, has become this remarkable filmmaker. And uh, she's made another film that's rich in detail with Priscilla, and it wisely takes its time. He's in, even as it jumps around in time quickly and often as it covers 14 years of the life of Priscilla Presley from when she first meets Elvis in 1959 to when she leaves him in 1973. And to me... This is just what I needed after Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. That movie did nothing for me. Despite the fantastic Austin Butler performance in the middle of it, Baz Luhrmann has this ability to make all his films the same way, regardless of what the story requires. And that way is extremely obnoxious to me. But uh, so, and it, here's a fun fact also, if you type in Baz while you're uh, texting someone, the phone will autocorrect it to bad. Not a joke. Anyway, uh, this is the exact opposite of something that just piles on unnecessary quote-unquote style and just tells this story very, very well. Callie Spaney is excellent as Priscilla. Never heard of her. This is certainly her coming out party. Her face plays the 14 years very well, and she looks believable when she's 27 later in the film, uh, or 28, I guess, and her acting does the rest. She's very good, and... Jacob Elordi is the latest actor to play Elvis in a long line of actors who've played Elvis. And but his great performance may get lost because the story is essentially about Priscilla and we just saw Austin Butler, but please get a chance to take in his performance and I hope voters remember him when the time comes because he does a very good job of playing the character as opposed to impersonating Elvis. So the character's wants, needs, and boy, those wants and needs are, whew, uh, Elvis... Much like Leonard Bernstein in Maestro, this are, these are two films that are great 
uh, looks at what happens when you have fame, fortune, and kind of just run on your whims. The whims of somebody who has everything usually leaves people broken in their wake. And that's what this film is about. And same with Maestro. And it has a great recreation of time and place. Uh, they add Jacob Elordi into famous picks and album covers of Elvis's that you've seen before. So uh, this is one worth going and checking out. And don't think to yourself, oh, well, it's a small drama about two people. Nope. All films, in my opinion, should be seen in the big screen. And the music in this film, and music especially in Maestro, needs to overwhelm the viewer. So allow that and enjoy this film in the theaters. Another one you should see in the theater, although it might be too late, is David Fincher's The Killer. This was made for Netflix. Fincher, one of the most cinematic filmmakers out there, has for some reason gotten his films now all on Netflix, which seems very small for a director of his gigantic vision. He made Seven, Fight Club, Panic Room, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I mean, these are big movies. And his newest one is about a very meticulous assassin who, at the beginning of the film, he has this target, and we get led into his head. And it's a fascinating place to exist in the head of a killer who is hired to kill. And it's then that you realize, oh, man, we have never gotten enough scripts out of Andrew Kevin Walker, who previously wrote Seven for Fincher. So... This is an interesting movie that I haven't seen the take on before where we are talked to more by the main character in voiceover of what he's thinking while he's sitting in these uh, places scoping out people to kill or going through the other adventures of the movie. He talks more to us than he does to other characters in the movie. And of course he has a regimen and a timing for everything that happens. So guess what happens? That gets screwed up. Of course, all these people who have, well, I have a certain particular way that I do things. Something goes wrong and he has to spend the rest of the film fixing it. And there goes your danger. There goes your suspense. And all the other things that uh, you want in a Fincher movie all come to the front. It makes for a very entertaining movie. And Fincher's just an exceptional filmmaker. So specific and so over-delivering in production value. You may know he's famous for numerous takes. There was a uh, social network video that uh, was behind the scenes and the opening scene of that film had 99 takes but man that 99th take was the one Rooney Mara said a line differently than she previously had and it was perfect so the guy is known for these crazy on set like you know exhaustive runs of a scene over and over again but um, it often pays off and it does here too so plus he got a great Trent Reznor Atticus Ross score that often works for its infrequency so it doesn't come in much but when it does it's very effective and of course if you like Michael Fassbender as I do he's one of those guys who just hasn't been around for four years thanks to projects getting delayed the pandemic you name it so Tom Cruise I mean when he showed up in Top Gun Maverick it's like wow we haven't seen Tom Cruise in four years same with Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer I was like it's been four years and it's been too long since Fassbender he makes a great return as the head of this film. So The Killer and Priscilla are both out there. Be sure to see them. I can also recommend Dream Scenario and Maestro and uh, definitely The Zone of Interest, although it is uncomfortable. But yeah, tis the season for too many great movies and not enough time to talk about them. But I'll be back next month to do just that. Thanks, guys. Paul Preston always does uh, such a great job. He's our movie guy, and uh, we'll have another installment of the movie guy later on in the show. It's getting a little caught up on everything, but Paul is fantastic with his reviews. Yeah, he clearly loves what he does.
Well, we haven't done this in a while, the game of foods. Okay, p- pick a hand either God, I, I swear I just torture myself with this with you. <laughs> All righty. I'll start you off with... Re- oh, yeah, really torture me this morning. <laughs> Regional dishes. <clears throat> okay. The egg cream, a New York soda fountain drink, famously contains neither eggs nor cream. What is it made of? Is it A, seltzer with cherry syrup and lime cordial? B, seltzer with milk and chocolate syrup? C, milk and uh, coffee syrup? Or D, Coca-Cola and vanilla ice cream? Oh, what's it? I know, I know. Oh, be quiet. (laughs) Give me the question again. The egg cream, a New York soda fountain drink. Famously contains neither eggs nor cream. Okay, B. Seltzer with milk and chocolate syrup. Yep. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Ding, 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 That was ding, a ding. pure guess, but <laughs> just thinking of how yeah. it would. And it's made with Yoo-Hoo. Foxes, you, you, Foxes, you bet, chocolate syrup. Oh, I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's a New York thing? It's New York thing, you bet. Hmm, okay. Cooking tools and techniques. Okay, hit me. Classic buttercream frosting is made by beating butter into what? A, meringue, B, whipped cream, C, egg yolks and sugar, or D, cream cheese? Cream cheese. Oh, I thought for sure you knew you would know this one because of my daughter and all of her cake decorating and baking. Spill it. It is meringue. Oh, okay. I she was just talking the other day about using the powdered meringue. Mm-hmm. So it's and, one nothing cat. Oh, oh, this won't last long. <laughs> okay. Category for you is ingredients. Are you sure you know what a berry is? Only one of these fruits is not a berry. Which one? Blackberry, banana, pumpkin, or chili pepper? All of them except one is a berry. Um, pumpkin. Blackberry is not a berry. Oh, really? Really. Now, that's unusual. Well, then why is it called blackberry? Well, that's something for us to ask AI, maybe. Okay. All right. This one is people and pop culture. Okay. What food tribute track did the rapper LL Cool J release in 1990? Oh, I like him. He's so cute. A, milky cereal. B, ham and eggs. C, gin and juice. Or D, ice cream. Gin and juice. Eh. Milky cereal. Okay. So I struck out today. And I got one. You did. Okay. We're starting the new year outright. I, I, I'm in the lead. <laughs> Way to go, Ms. Cat Ellis. So, anyway, let's get to Billy David. Billy David. I'm excited. I am, too. Um, I, I don't even know where to start with him, but we should just go and let him tell you all about yeah. it. All right, let's go to our interview with Billy David. Well, it's pretty exciting to be back again. I I know. When you messaged me yesterday and Tom and I were just starting to revamp or get the show going again for the new year, I said, hey, let me give Billy a call here. Well, you know that promoting has never been one of my strong points, but it it ends up, if if you and I do it the way we did that Magic album, was such a good time. Oh, you yeah. know? Got to do that again. Such a good time. So, yeah, I'd like to. 
Our, get get our, with Jackie. Oh, go back to one of the wineries again and uh, get with Jackie. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's do that. Well, what was what was what was that couple's name that owned that one winery where we were going and rehearsing? Um. Oh, we were at the restaurant, weren't we? Were we at the restaurant or the? I can't remember the winery. We were we were at a few different places. Yeah, we went to a lot of places. But there was no wine involved, right? <laughs> not not during rehearsals. <laughs> but there yeah. was there was plenty of wine in, involved during the uh, the actual radio program, though. Paul will be here tonight. He he's out with Big Mountain. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and they get they get in tonight because I I invited him to be on the show with us today, and he's like, ah, I'm not going to get in until probably ten o'clock tonight. That's and we okay. should try to get Lynn too. Yeah, I've talked to Lynn, and uh, she's willing to do it, so we can get Lynn and um, yeah, let me give Jackie and uh, Jackie a call and see about doing something. He's got his show going up again too. Yeah, I saw that, and funny enough, Lynn. She's not on this album, but I have a friend of mine, Clinton Linton, <laughs> who's, who's, I know, and, and oddly enough, he's an archaeologist, and he's native to uh, the San Diego area, right? So he's always written songs and, and did some singing, but he wanted to put together an album. So I got Lynn involved, and Paul as well. And getting his album project started, and he he he's on this album. He's the the one singing with me on "Stolen Land," you know. So it's not just Georgia Jones. There's uh, there's Clinton Linton on, on that song, and uh, there's a few few special guests. You just released a new album, and we've been talking about that. You want to tell us some more about that? Yeah, it, it came out yesterday. Hit the Hit all the stores worldwide um, with a, a small pre-release a few days before that. But yesterday was a, a fun day with everybody calling and, uh, you know, congratulating and, and listening. Kind of had some listening parties together here and there, you know. But, uh, yeah, it have been working on it for a while. Actually had a couple other albums that were ready uh but then i I got into that 432 recording before this album there's an instrumental album i put out uh that was done at 432 megahertz instead of the 440 so everybody changes the tuning of their instruments you know Hmm. so yeah so i mean if you go back and check from the 20s the 1920s is when they they put us on that 440 and it's kind of outside the uh where you really want to be, you know, is is uh, as far as megahertz is concerned, and uh, so I, I went back to the old tuning, and everybody really liked it. There was a few people, like some of my Grammy friends that are on TV a lot. They're all, you know, they perform on television, so they and they got perfect pitch. So perfect pitch is at 440 for them. That's you know, their perfect mm-hmm. pitch right. at 440. So they had to. Tell me, nah, I better not, because it might mess me up while I'm, while I'm on television, you know. So, but yeah, Paul, like we talked about, Jackie, Jackie didn't uh, get involved with this particular project, but Paul Castic, 
you know, helped a, helped a whole lot uh, with all the production. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I've only listened to part of it so far, and what I've listened to is just absolutely incredible. And, Billy, you haven't been nominated in the uh, Grammys yet. No, I mean, I I don't enter every year, and, you know, I I don't know that this one will get put up for a nomination or not. It's a, you know, the Grammys is a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, a lot of parties, uh, but that's a lot of work, you know. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm more, I love to make the music. Like I say, I'm not good at the promoting part of it. It just seems weird to spend all your time and energy on a project and then have to turn around and say, hey, look at me. But it is part of the process, and that's why I'm glad there's shows like yours because it doesn't seem like you're tooting your own horn when you get to (laughs) be involved with a, a program like this. It seems like you're more just a part of a family and sharing what you got done, you know. You had our friend uh, Georgette Jones on a, a track on your new album. Yeah, we were talking earlier before the show started about how I had written a song for for Dr. John, and uh, before we got to record it, he he passed away, and then I had to, you know, really figure out who would who would be the best fit for uh, for the song, and I, I I had I'm not exactly sure how I met. Georgette, but uh, obviously we all were familiar with her father, George Jones, and her mother, Tammy Wynette, right. which, wow, what a skillful woman Tammy Wynette was, you know what I mean? Just, wow, loaded with talent. The queen and, of country. Uh, yeah, she. so Georgette is, is country music royalty, you she know? She is. And although this, this song, Leaving Out, on the new Turning Corners album, is not necessarily a country song per se. It still warranted that vibe because it is more almost a Louisiana flavor to it, you know, and at the same time, you know, it's difficult to pick a genre. I think Kate was one of the first people to tell me, hey, Billy, you can't be reggae. You don't have enough bass in your stuff, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so genres are, are, uh, kind of difficult to place yourself into and, and personally i i've never except for you know I, I did a song with king yellow man that it's called reggae party and it was really dedicated to you know a reggae party but other than that i'll write a melody and however that melody comes out is whatever kind of song it ends up you right. can change the flavor a little bit with the wording and the instrumentation but the melody kind of dictates uh, what type of song it is so it's hard to say if if that leaving out song is a uh you know exact i mean i'd love to hear you guys opinion on on what genre you think it is okay well we'll definitely play it in the show oh cool she'd like that and, and uh, i don't know that she knows it's out aha uh-huh, well uh you know i just kind of hit her up on facebook a little bit and I let her know because she's all excited about going to the Grammys this year. Well, yeah, because they're because, doing a tribute to her mom. Yeah, her mother. Yeah, her mother's getting the a nomination. Right. So I told her, "Hey, well, I'll see you there." You know, so I'll uh, make arrangements to get to run into her and at least get some photos and say hi. 
at the Grammys this year. Well, if, if you need photographers, let us know. Let's just plan to go, you know, let's just plan to go. And, you know, what's fun about the Grammys, and not everybody knows this, is that even voting Grammy members uh, have to, you know, they have to be sitting right there to get the tickets that are available for them to get inside if they don't have a nomination, okay? So it's a really tough uh, place to, to get into for the night, you know, to be inside the building. But what you can do is when it's at the Staples Center, and I've never been when it's in New York, but it, when it's in California at the Staples Center, you just be there, okay? <laughs> okay. And just hang, hang out and walk around. Hi, I mean – Usually when I'm there, you know, I'm a little dressed up or whatever, and my dreads are all hanging down. And <laughs> look like something crazy. And, you know, I'll have these couples walk up, and she's wearing a $30,000 dress, and they want their picture taken with me. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so it's a really fun environment, even if you're not going inside, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we could be your own personal paparazzi there. That would that, be exciting. I've uh, done you, that you before. You take the very best photos. <laughs> Well, thank you. And Tom's a great photographer as well. So thank you. Got... Really? Both of you? Yeah. Dang, we got the dynamic duo. Well, we were kind I of destined cause... to be together. Well, sounds like you're made for each other. Definitely does, doesn't that... it? It sounds like it. That Beverly Hills party was that we did was so much fun because you were taking pictures that night and, and everything you took was just bomb it just was great you know oh, we had so much fun we did the radio show out there and then you guys jammed and we had a i ran into my guitar player remember i used one of your friends what was it uh what's his name i ran into him up on the mountain joe uh, molnix did you run into joe? joe yeah i ran into joe yeah and, i mean i don't see him much otherwise but he was playing a little gig at a, a friend of mine's uh, venue and i happened to be there I was like, I know you. Oh, how funny. We had a lot, a lot of fun up there at, at uh, uh, up there in Beverly Hills. I kept saying it was Hollywood Hills, but it was Beverly Hills. And yeah, that was Beverly Hills. Yeah, it was gorgeous. We had we went up there and, and checked out the whole thing, and Jackie showed up. And, um, gosh, we had a lot of people on the show that night. I think we did a, did we do a two-hour show? It was a really long show. It was an all-day event for me. Yeah, well, you were doing all the setup, and then we had all the guest artists and uh, uh, and music. And it there's was a there's a lot of great photos you took that day. Yeah, I took a lot of photos. Well, you took a lot of photos. I'm like, you know, you have know. camera will travel. That's true. Hmm. I always have a camera no, with me. We should really do that on the day of the Grammys. I'm not sure exactly what day they're scheduled for. You know, but just go up there and and uh, and say hi. You know, maybe yeah. even jag drag Jackie up there. That'd be fun. That will be fun. Let's try that. Let's do that. So, because because George Jets is going to be there for sure. You know, so absolutely. I'll, I'll have to go because uh, I'll make plans to see her. That'll know? be great. And Jesus, then, like you say, are. I got friends like Grant. You know, I got I got a lot of friends that I helped. Uh, you know with their actually getting nominated and winning, you know. Grant's uh, doing really well. I've been following him, and uh, we should probably get him on the show as well. Yeah, Grant doesn't slow down, you know. He 
he's always moving and, and grooving. He's he owns a big company or sold it or something, and he just loves music, you know. And he just pours his life into music, you know. We just did and a he, phone he likes interview the Grammys. with him then. So I introduced him. All the most of the people that I know, you know, or most obviously the people that you know through the Grammys, uh, you know, most of those people that you all you saw that night right. all met through through me. So that you know, it's like we kind of built a big old team. And uh, that team helped support some of these artists that went on to, like Ricky, Ricky Kledge from India. And, you know, I got a friend from Canada. We got a lot of in our group. They're, they're kind of odd genres, you know, like New Age or what have you. But we have a bunch in our crew that's, uh, that's won Grammys, you know. And, um, and you end up sliding into other people's uh, wins, too, you know. Um, I think one year, like one of my uh, friends was uh, Ben Harper's drummer, you know, mm. and uh, initially on my first album, his percussion player uh, played on, on my first record. So there's there's all these connections that, you know, you almost don't realize uh, until it's going down. And it's like, wait, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ben's like Ge- Georgette, you guys just had her on the show the other day or, you know, a, a few, few weeks ago, back. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I. I recorded with her over a year ago, you know. That's great. What a small world it, it is, is, really. Ben Harper's mom has an amazing music shop that you've probably been to. I think it's in Orange County. I've heard about it. Oh, it's I've incredible. I've heard about it. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I've always been impressed with Ben Harper, you know. What a talent. Yeah, he's he's very skilled. Are you going to be out at NAMM show this year? You know, I've been told that I got to take Paul. This is probably what's going to happen. You know, he's like, I want to go to Nam. I want to go to Nam because <laughs> I take him one. He likes to go to like DW. I got him a whole full interview. We went there, spent the day. They walked him through the whole place. You know, they didn't sponsor him like I wanted him to, but you know, they really gave him. But they don't hardly sponsor anybody. DW is uh, difficult, but he wants to go to the Nam show, so right. it'll probably be me that takes him unless. Uh, somebody else you know well we will see you there we'll be there on saturday wicked that'll be cool and you got my number so send me a text or something and let me know where you are but we'll be out there so Hmm. billy tell us about the go ahead go ahead sorry tell us about the new album how did uh, the genesis of it uh who who do you have on it besides georgette let's let's hear about the new album yeah you know it started uh, the way I start a project a lot of times now is I'll do an instrumental album of it first. Okay. And so there's a, there's an album called four, three, two, uh, that I did, uh, with, uh, George Hughes. He did the recording and Steve Verholt, uh, did the guitar work. So I just used those two to bring my melodies out you know, develop and arrange the songs to an instrumental stage. And then I, I released that as an instrumental album. And so I come back after that and uh, I'll add, I use like my buddy Evan and uh, Evan Bosch and he'll, uh, you know, he'll add some uh, guitar. And at the time I was working on edge recording up there and, uh, Inglewood 
so that's where Tupac and Dre and all all those guys recorded, did their first recordings, and I maintain that recording studio, uh, uh, do the maintenance on it, fix it uh, when things are broken, and so I get to record there for free. So I took Evan with me and started developing that instrumental album into uh, a pop album, and uh, Mark, who's the owner, and you know his best friend is is Bernie, who writes for Elton. You know, and he's like, yeah, let Bernie hear one of the songs we were writing and working on. I was like, you did what? Without telling me? <laughs> you know, I mean, most people would be happy to have their song in front of Bernie. Bernie Chopin. Yeah. And for me, it was just like, well, you didn't tell me, you know. <laughs> and so that don't seem right, you know. But, you know, he he is actually the one that, that worked a lot on the Georgette uh, Jones song, Leaving Out, you know, so he would, uh, I mean, Georgette pretty much nailed it first time, but there's some, at the end of the song, it's me telling her, you know, hey, we're leaving, the dam's going to break. See, that's why the song <laughs> is more for Dr. John in the beginning. Right. Is You know, it's kind of right down his alley. I was writing it for me and him, and, uh, you know, after his passing, I picked Georgette, so, you know, in the end, Mark at Ed's recording or Ed's recording studios uh, was telling her, you know, we'll kind of argue with Billy on, you know, I'm not leaving. Yes, we are. No, we're not. You know, <laughs> so he he had her add that to it, and uh, and he he pretty much put that song together. And and after that, he acted like, well, well you got your hit and you're done. You know, because that's kind of an LA thing. You know. It's like, okay, there it is. It's hard enough to do one. Go on with your hit, you know. On a related and, note, you might get a kick out of. Uh, I told you we had Paul Thorne on our show several months ago, and Paul right. and John Prine had become pretty good friends. He said uh, John was going to do a, a duet with me on my uh, new album, and selfishly, he died. <laughs> Always thinking <laughs> you know, about himself. You know, that's just. <laughs> And, and for me, it, it was more like, you know, Dr. John was like a precious friend. Sure. Because, uh, you know, I've got to do songs with a lot of uh, a lot of greats, and, and some of them, like Bunny Ruggs, passed away. Carlton Coffee, I, mm. I did a song with Carlton Coffee. He passed away. You know what I mean? I mean, the cover of this album, if you've seen it. Yes. That, that drawing is by Harry. And Harry also drew the picture on the Black Sabbath album. Oh, really? Okay. And, and Harry just passed away a year and a half ago. At Kate, you met Harry. I You're did. friends with Harry and his wife. Uh, they were there the night of the party. Oh, okay. Um, he passed away at 90, I want to say 96. That's a good life. About a year and a half ago. And... Uh, I used his 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 drawing because he he drew three pictures of me. I never asked him to draw any picture of me. I just got him in the mail, you know. And here's a guy that they only compare with all, you know, his his artwork to all the dead painters from way back when. Mm. You know, this guy is is in a league all of his own. And he he drew those three pictures and and, and sent them to me, and and we used those, and and he passed away, you know. So we we lose people. You know, and, and losing Dr. John just made me really think about who I needed to do that song with. So 
it was, uh, I, I guess I made a pretty good decision uh, asking Georgette because it wasn't long after that her thing started blowing up, you know, for her right. mom and dad. And of course, she's just spectacular. If you watch any videos where, because they put that girl on the spot, right? Right. You know, they they don't play around when it comes to her. They'll put her in a room with a bunch of OGs from way back when and, and make her sing some really tough songs because she is George and Tammy's daughter. Yeah. You know? Well, she's a great artist in her own right. So She's incredible. She has a wonderful... And like we said, her husband is, is really fantastic. So, you know, um, Mark finished that song with, with Georgette. And, uh, you know, like I was saying, he, there's your album. You got your hit. And I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> No, these songs aren't finished. They're nowhere near finished because I can hear what I want my song to become. And some of them, you know, are going to become this big and some of them are become much bigger in, in production. So I called up Paul and, and at the same time, you know, the studios up there is kind of keeping my producer up there because Hollywood has got that on you. You know, that's what they say about uh, your husbands. Don't let them go to Hollywood, the women up there will steal him away, you know. <laughs> Same goes with your producer. Uh, and maybe your songs, I don't know, you know, you just got to be careful in L.A. They're, they live for that, you know. So so I'm like, nah, dude, these songs are not done. I sent them to Paul. I'm like, Paul, here, celebrate. Listen to celebrate. I said, I know exactly what I want to happen to this song, and so do you. Make it happen, you know, because I'm kind of frustrated, you know, I've put in all this time to to build up that studio, and and now now the studio wants to to stop on my production, mm. and that's not cool. So I send it to Paul. He's like sends some stuff back and forth, starts putting his boys like Michael Fletcher on it, and and Alex Blanken and Otel Lewis, and you know just some some big Jamaican hitters. You know these people play for. Um, for some of the biggest and the best and and their work is just precise and perfect you know it's just excellent it's uh it's much like if if you hired uh, studio musicians out of la the same same kind of vibe you know so i get celebrate back and it's just off the hook i mean i'm like so excited because you know you think about it the song is called celebrate it better have a lot of you know celebrating in it <laughs> so that song uh he just really nailed it to the wall and uh you know so it was like i started looking at all, all the songs independently and uh you know you you also got to pay for everything and i look at my budget what you know what what does this song deserve because there's some songs like the jam and that's the last song on the album and and that's uh, me and Paul and Evan in that same studio, Edge, and we're just doing a live, you know. And sometimes I get these guys going. I get a good band. Like I had Peter Tosh's band live in the studio oh, wow. uh, for my second album. And, you know, that's Santa Davis, you know, Fully Fullwood, Tony Chin, mm. Mikey Hyde. Oh, my God, you know, these people played with Bob Marley, these people – some of the biggest musicians in the world. And when they get on one of your rhythms and they like it, they don't stop. Mm -hmm. So this is a six, you know, the jam is a six minute song, 
uh, where I'm just kind of freestyling a little bit and it's just the best groove because it's all just perfectly live and they're just having such a good time that they can't stop, you know? So other, you know, other than doing a song like that, most everything else is, is going to be a production where you're going to, uh, pick out exactly who you want on it. And, uh, and that's what I did with, with all of these songs. We, we started with, a a basic group of people, of course, Paul, uh, on drums. And then, uh, the drummer always likes to have his own bass player. So Michael Fletcher is one of the, the world renowned bass player. So you get those two guys working together and your bass and drums is just going to be incredible. So he also brings in the keyboardist like goofy, um, goofy plays for maxi priest. Uh, so these are all, big players so at that point you know you're going to get the basis of most all the songs that that you want that feeling on like uh there's a couple of songs that may not have full-on drums and bass uh but the majority of it uh, of them do and that's all coming from paul's production so then what i'll do is is i i got all these little secret weapons of people i know like a celloist you know or David Boroff, uh, whose father is a famous flamenco guitar, and David is uh, a virtuoso piano and violin player. Mm. Okay. Yeah, deadly kid. But, you know, he's a <laughs> Berkeley kid. So I'm still messing with him every time I get around him. You know, where's my space? I need to breathe, you know, and, and all these things that they didn't teach him at Berkeley, you know, and it, it's really good for him. And I expose him to these, you know, these reggae players and stuff. And, and, you know, he's a Berkeley violinist virtuoso. So it's just the greatest to see everybody respecting each other's talents uh, and backgrounds, you know, based on what's happening just right there in front of them. Uh, so I used David uh, and, and Gabrielle, his, his cellist uh, on different songs. And then there's probably got three special guests. Like we talked about, as far as uh singers and uh like like we said uh they're all my favorites uh uh clinton is is one of my clinton linton is one of my very favorite uh friends here in san diego like i said he's an archaeologist and he's he's native to the area and i had written this song this is a crazy song it's called stolen land and uh so to have him sing with me on it and then you know what I did? I sang in Cherokee Whoa. on that song. <laughs> Not the whole song. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, my great great grandmother was full blooded uh, a Cherokee. So um, I, I had Clinton, you know, with me on that song to really, you know, emphasize what what I was trying to say and, and what I meant. Uh, in that song, you know, I don't know how you could emphasize it. And I had made my own hand drum, mm. you know, an elk. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't go slay the elk or nothing, but, <laughs> you know, you can order a kit where, where you have to soak the skin and, you know, you're you're learning about the, the importance of the water in it. So I got to play my, my, uh, my hand drum on that song. You know, so it's just the fullness thereof in some of these songs. And then... Uh, there's a song called What If that I really 
you know, living in San Diego, it's you, you're just going to have a landfill on everything, even your food. I don't, I don't care. You know, that's just San Diego. So I wanted to have some control over that. That's the whole thing with with music. You know, influence just makes its way in. Uh, but I took a kind of a stance and was like, no, I want it to happen this way. So I orchestrated this song, uh, Rocio uh, Mendoza is singing with me and she's singing in in, in, uh, what we call Spanish, you know, Espanol. And so I got to do what I wanted to with with that song and, and, you know, just the whole essence is, is what I was after with, with having these guests, you know, and, um, you know, then there's a, there's a song called get it on where the kid, we call him the kid. <laughs> and that's David, David Boroff, the, uh, um, virtuoso piano and violinist. I like, cause I had a song that AJ Croce was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you guys know about AJ. Sure. Oh Yeah. But AJ, AJ's a badass, okay? <laughs> okay. And I'm fr- I was friends with his mom, you know, and I would only see him, and you know, we kind of wave or whatever. But I wanted him on, on this song, and he hummed and howled because you're gonna have some of those people <laughs> if you want, you know, you want them on your album. You, you, sometimes you gotta wait or whatever. But he hummed and howled, and he was having this TV stuff he's doing and all this stuff, and I was like, okay, AJ. Look, I gotta, I gotta move on. Tell your mom I love her, and I'm gonna get this done. And uh, he's like, "Oh, thanks, sorry, I'm sorry," you know. So, what I did to get back at him <laughs> was, I had, I told David Boroff, I said, "Looky here, bud," because you know how intense I can be sometimes. <laughs> I says, "You're gonna do something for me here, and you don't know that you can do this, but you're gonna do it." I said, I want you to play the piano parts on this song to where they make A.J. Croce wish she could have played it that way. I want you to make him feel embarrassed that he didn't even get to attempt to play that song the way you played it. And, oh, my God, he tore that thing apart. And I let him go on and, and, and finish the production on it. I'm like, all right, because I'm t- trying to teach him about space and such, you know, and – Everybody else is like, dude, you know, he's from Berkeley. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> what are you? Who are you? You know, and I'm like, just let me do my thing, you know, uh, because it's just remarkable who can have influence on who else, you know, and I, I feel so blessed, if you will, to to have had the simplest of people affect me. You know what I mean? Well, we and, wish and you so we wish you nothing but success with the new album. Well, thanks. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's really, but, it, but I went ahead and let David push that song and, and add what he wanted and, uh, change some arrangements and, and, you know, it's probably one of the top, top songs on, on the, on the album, you know, but that's called get it on, you know? And so we had, uh, Rocio, Georgia Jones and Clinton Linton, as uh, the main guest, and then, you know, there, a lot of these players I've I've worked for before. When I when I start filling out the publishing, it's like their name just pops right back up, you know. And uh, 
it's it's a lot of a lot of fun and it's a real pleasure to to get to work with such such talented musician and kate knows what i'm talking about she's been around my friends i mean uh really really incredible players reliable people I have a lot of fun with you forward. and your friends we have a blast yeah I, I know. I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, how All my Grammy friends after that uh, Beverly Hills show we did, uh, they all came to me and says, oh, I sure do love your reggae friends. And then all my <laughs> reggae friends come to me and they're like, yeah, uh, I sure do like your gr- Grammy friends. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I figured all y'all would. And like I said, <laughs> look how many people from just that one show ended up going on and being friends i'll see all of you guys like talking to each other on facebook and everything and i'm like huh i didn't know i didn't realize lynn and and kate became such close friends you know what i mean or you know i mean there's people like jackie that we we already had as mutual friends right but uh you know uh and jackie's such a trip oh my gosh he is so much fun he had such talent and he's gone through so much and it's just great what he does He's really hanging in there. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that there's something really cool that we, we're all going to be doing soon. Like I, like I said, uh, Paul's got his new album out where he's doing some rock covers, you know, and uh, Jackie is, is on uh, some of those songs. Well, I'll get a hold of so, Jackie and see about us doing a, a show over there with at him. At his house, yeah. Uh, he wanted us to come over, so we'll, we'll do that. I'll uh, contact him and Cappy and... And see about us all getting together, maybe doing a radio show over there and continuing our interview on with you. I'd like to do some more interviews with you. Kathy's one of my favorite people. Isn't she a doll? The first time I ever met her was in the late, late 90s. And I was with Kino. He just said, you know, I came out here to build his recording studio. And we were having dinner with with Jackie and Henry Capono. Oh, I love ah. Henry. I've yeah, done photos that was the for f- Henry first too. First I met Jackie and the first I met Henry and and just two two people, <clears throat> two of my favorite people still of all time, you know. Henry's such a sweetheart. I just really a nice nice guy besides being so super talented, just a genuinely he, nice person. He was supposed to be well, I'm not supposed to be, but I I had considered him for a song. You know, and it just didn't make it. The song just wasn't perfect for him, you know. But uh, Miles from Slightly Stupid, there's a song called Getting Better. And uh, Miles from Slightly Stupid was supposed to be on that song. Because he's kind of the singer. Kyle is one of my best friends, but Miles is more the singer. Kyle has been singing a lot lately. But this song was written for Miles' voice uh, in hand. But you know how slightly stupid is they're, you know, they're really busy. That's probably one of San Diego's biggest bands. Right. They're an arena band. So I let him off the hook and I, I uh, kind of kept the feel that I had for the song with just my vocals. And I, uh, I got Zeb from uh, Barrington Levy, Levy and Tribal Seed to do percussion on it which was where Jackie would have normally done it. But like I said, Jackie wasn't feeling his best then, mm-hmm. you know? So Zeb, Zeb did percussion on that song. 
and it's a really that's a nice mellow song that's a little different it's called getting better and it's just about getting better you know everything getting better and uh so that's he's a another special guest that isn't normally uh involved in in my productions well cat i can't thank you enough for introducing me to uh, billy this has been a great time billy can we uh contact you again and continue this interview and then also i'll see what we can set up with jackie bertoni anytime you want and it's so great talking with you and and getting caught up on everything this has just been an absolute fabulous interview and i thank you so much thank you so much for your time thanks for having me and i look forward to meeting this New right hand of yours, Kate. Maybe not new to you, but new to me, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Tom and I have known each other for probably about 14, 15 years. 14, 15 years, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of years. He's got like, Tom has like this perfect radio voice, dude. Well, he's been a DJ before, so. I was on the radio for about. He sounds like, you sound like some voice I know on the radio. Well, that was uh, part of my background. You're doing great, Tom. Thanks for being there for her. Uh, uh, yeah, I love this woman. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. She, she knows she means a lot to me. Oh, thanks, Billy. I appreciate that. So anyway. I love you, girl. I love you too, Billy. Thank you so much. Take good care. Tom, fine meeting you, buddy. I'll see you soon. I look forward to it, Billy. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
I absolutely love Billy, and we listened to Leaving Out, which is with... Georgette Jones, our friend Georgette, who we need to catch up with because they're going to be paying tribute to her mom, Tammy Wynette, at the Grammys. And then we also listened to Getting Better. Yes. We just didn't have enough room on our show to play his whole album, but I would. It's just wonderful. Uh, But we are playing four of his songs on there. Well, we had a little snip of his in the beginning called um celebrate yep and we are celebrating happy new year (laughs) (laughs) okay so um we're going to do another segment with 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 our movie guy oh yes with paul preston and uh this will get us into january and so sorry paul that we got behind on you but we're playing it all today and we're Surely appreciative of all you're doing for Chords, Vines, and Dines. Very much so. So let's get on to um, uh, our movie guy. And then we're going to finish another with another Billy David, Get It On. There you go. Get it on. Mm-hmm. 
Hello, Paul Preston here from The Movie Guys. Happy to be on another episode of Chords, Vines, and Dines with talk of movies. And it is that time of year. It's awards season, so a lot of films are out there getting praise. And I want to talk about two of them today. One you've no doubt seen a lot about. It's been nominated for Golden Globes and is no doubt on a fast track for some Oscar nominations as well. It had a theatrical run, and now you can find it on Netflix. It is Bradley Cooper's Maestro. Bradley Cooper turns out to be an exceptional director, telling the story of acclaimed composer and conductor Leonard Bernstein and his relationship with Felicia Montalegre. And it's a tough relationship. Like Priscilla before it, the film I've reviewed here before about Elvis Presley and his complicated relationship with Priscilla, uh, here's another story of a musical legend who acts his own way, behaves as he cares to, with no real thought and real adult thoughts about who suffers in his wake which includes both Felicia and his daughter. So again, we have another complicated relationship. And what are the best kind of relationships in movies? Complicated ones. But Felicia does see what's going on, so it's a little different than some of these men who are just off cheating on their wives because Bernstein has affairs with men throughout their relationship. But things come to a glorious head at one point in numerous high-emotion scenes that work not only for the acting, but Cooper's ability to trust long, wide shots without cuts, and those shots really deliver. And then the actors get to really play it up. And uh, both are fantastic. I should also shout out uh, to Carrie Mulligan, who you can't discount in any movie. She has two Oscar nominations. She's going to get a, a win one of these days. And, uh, and, of course, Bradley Cooper himself has nine previous nominations uh, between his acting and directing uh, and producing. So I hope to see uh, them both rightly nominated and Cooper twice when the Oscar nominations come out this month. But um, all this being said about Bernstein's character, he's fascinating. Bradley Cooper's six years of work on the movie show, not only with his fiery performance, to direction worthy of Bernstein's conducting, Scorsese and Spielberg were once attached to this film, but they remain as executive producers. Pretty great people to work with if you're Bradley Cooper. And when you watch the film crank the volume, the music needs to overwhelm you like it does Bernstein in his life. And there's a long sequence where he conducts Mahler, and you can see all of Bernstein's emotion and the passion he gave classical music. All in this bravo sequence, it's one of the year's best. And so giving over to that scene, you could really cry. You buy him, you buy what the music does to him, and I'm always swept away by a film about an artist and his art, whether it's Man on Wire, American Symphony, the new film about John Batiste, which is fantastic, or La La Land, and even Whiplash. So this is another film about music and the man, so crank the music and let it move you. Uh, there's a cute meet early in the film between Felicia and Leonard that is, okay, could have been less cute actually, but other than that, the writing is sharp and gets to the heart of what's happening often enough to keep you enthralled, and the payoff scenes, as I mentioned, are outstanding. And of course, excellent production value from the photography. Much of it is black and white and has different varying um, aspect ratios to give you a hint of how the Cooper wants you to feel. And the period locations are realistic and they don't get in the way. So Maestro is a high recommendation, a great entry into the award season. An off-road entry into award season is The Iron Claw. Not enough people are talking about this at the end of the year, but they should be. This is a movie about the Von Erich brothers, a family of professional wrestlers in the 1980s, spurred on in the industry by an overbearing father who also had a big career. And he didn't ever want the wrestling uh, excellence to leave his family, so he pushed and pushed his sons. And early in this film, we meet uh, all the brothers, and one of them, Kevin Von Erich, played by Zac Efron. We learn through him that his family is thought to be cursed, 
And so the movie is basically watching their family's achievements unfold while trying to outrun this curse. Again, based on a true story, and you wouldn't believe it if, if you weren't told ahead of time because the things they have to outrun in their lives that no doubt are coming to get them, if you believe in curses, are high, high drama. The director is Sean Durkin, name you might not think of for a wrestling movie as he's mastered dramas more than sports films, Martha Macy Mae Marlene, and a great underrated film with Kerry Coon and Jude Law that came out during the lockdown and not a lot of people saw it, called The Nest. I recommend both those films. But drama is where the Iron Claw succeeds, a heavy drama. And Zac Efron is remarkable here, underplaying his part brilliantly. Very, very simple performance, and it works wonders as the most put-upon of the Von Erich brothers. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson play some of the other brothers. They're all great. Uh, and F if Efron and Holt McCallany from Netflix's Mindhunter as the Von Erich's father, uh, if those two make last-minute runs for Oscar nominations, they'd be well-deserved. McCallany's intensity is certainly a far cry from Efron's simplicity, but both are excellent, and they play off each other well. The film's real-life events are shocking. You can't help but root for Efron's character, Kevin, even when the brothers are making bad decisions about sticking with a career that has been dangerous for them. But they're good at sports entertainment, so there's always that dichotomy of doing what they love, but doing what's safe or making the right decisions, especially when they start having families. Lily James is outstanding uh, and a breath of fresh air as uh, Kevin's wife. Durkin's shot choices are fantastic. The way he lines characters up on screen says a lot about them and he films the Texas landscape beautifully so great filmmaking great performances and high drama I also recommend the Iron Claw so there you go the Iron Claw for your long shot to be nominated during Oscar season and Maestro probably is a lock but they should both be checked out in this week's recommendations on Chords, Vines and Dines you want more info please check out themovieguys.net for reviews articles podcasts and more thanks That's the movie guy, Paul Preston, on Chords, Vines, and Dines. And uh, just so many movies for us to check out, Kat. And not enough time in the day to do it all. There you go. I tell you, if it doesn't get on uh, on my fire stick, on Netflix or Hulu or some of those, I don't get to watch them. Yeah, we just don't get to the theater, do we? No, the last time we went to the theater. Joni. Was Joni 75. Right. Boy, the theater's changed, too. Yeah, you recliner, get a cocktail. I know. <laughs> God, that just really surprised me. God, I sound like an old fart, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we both are old farts. No, we're not old farts. I just sound like one. You speak for yourself, but no. <laughs> no, we're not old farts. So we have uh, two exciting weekends coming up. This coming weekend, we're going to go to the NAM show. Mm -hmm. Always just amazing. And we'll try and get a few interviews in there. I'll, I'll talk to Marky Lennon and see if we can set up one. And then we yeah. have uh, the Wine and Chocolate Festival in Lodi the following weekend. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited. Road trip. I love our road trips. We haven't had a road trip in a while. And we've got a bunch of guests all lined up, too, that we're going to be interviewing in the next couple months. So. Yep. So stay tuned. Thank you for another wonderful segment of Chords, Vines, and Dines, Tom. Our official produce sponsor is Melissa's Produce at melissas.com. And I love you, Kat. I love you too, Tom.
should have run and get it on. Hey folks, this is Robert Rankin Walker here with Chords, Vines and Dines. So excited to be talking to you guys.